Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here bringing you another episode, and I'm actually bringing you another episode from my house. I'm in my basement recording this episode as we speak. It is Friday, March 27th, 2020, and yeah, I've been home all week because it is coronavirus season, hopefully the only season of this ever, so... Yeah, this week's been a little weird, been at home. Um, You know, if you're listening to this a couple years down from now, you know, where were you at during the coronavirus? Hopefully you were safe. And even though I've been home, coaching from home, things have been flipped upside down, I'm still going to deliver this podcast that I've been excited for for a little while. I've had this in my back pocket. I've been wanting to do this episode. Um, this is an episode that's close to my heart and I want to share this with you guys, um, because racers, this is important for you guys too. And this is about plyometrics for motocross. And I think why this episode kind of excites me the most is because, you know, so often people just don't even really know what plyometrics are. It's become this huge loose term of just jumping exercises or just random skips or jumping and people just see that going on and they just lump it into plyometrics. And everybody, I think, for the most part knows that plyometrics are intended to get you to develop athletes to be faster, more explosive. You know, they could jump higher. That's the intention. But a lot of people use them a little wrong because they don't know like the origin and why they're in place to begin with and really how it kind of all works. So that's kind of what I want actually what I want to talk to you about today. And you may be thinking, well, Joel, I just ride a dirt bike. Like I don't need to run fast or jump high. I just need to go be able to twist the throttle and and you know, last for 30 minutes, 2 hours, 3 hours, however long your race is and just not get tired. Well, this is going to come into play because this is going to help you really conserve energy because we are going to turn your body you know, really further turn your body into your own type of suspension through your muscles. So you'll have your suspension on your bike, but then your body is going to actually learn how to react just like your suspension on your bike does. Your body's going to become more efficient at replicating really the same dynamics that your suspension has for your bike. So you're like basically now just doubling up on some good a kit suspension. Um, so that's what we're going to kind of do, you know, work on for you is, you know, taking your body from normal stock suspension and then, kind of souping it up to make it some a kit some of that good stuff for you guys so um, hang tight through this i'm gonna get a little bit of uh, background here and then we'll kind of tie in to how this applies to you even more and then two of my favorite exercises just to get you guys rolling through this so i think to really before we start talking about uh plyometrics i want to kind of go back to what the origin is and they first kind of were they first were developed by a Russian professor, uh, Professor Verkashansky, and I want to say this was back in the seventies to the eighties. I want to say was most of his work was being done with them. I don't know if there was someone before him that uh, created these, but I know he got he basically has most of the credit. He's passed away, but his daughter. Uh, Natalia, she has carried on his work as well. So if you ever want to dig any deeper into Verkashansky's work, um, really, really good stuff. And so, like I said, he developed this many years ago for his Russian athletes and he developed so that they could be faster, jump further, basically become just more explosive 
as what we know it. And, but what he called it was, or what he really liked to be like coined plyometrics as was actually shock training. And to me, that's what I use. I plyometrics, that's what people say. So I say it, but really what I look at it as is a shock. It is shock training because you need to create a shock to the body, like a harsh impact. So your body can actually respond and do what, um, to create the adaptation that you're actually looking for. Um, that's why it's important. So that's why, we, that's why the term, uh, shock training, I suppose that's what Verkashansky wanted it to be called, um, you know, in English, but yeah, that's what he wanted to be called. And that's really like a realistic, um, you know, picture of what's actually happening. So you have to think what's happening with this is there's really two parts to shock training. There is the absorbs, absorbing force part, and then there is the producing force part. So you have to be able to absorb force before you can produce force. Um, so basically what you're doing is, you know, say if you're running, your foot has to hit the ground. And before your foot leaves the ground, it has to absorb the force from the ground and then be able to produce the force so that your foot can pop off and propel you forward. So technically running and just jogging is a form of plyometrics or shock training, but people don't really use it as training because, well, it's like, it's not that stressful. So we don't really classify it as a true shock training exercise, but that's essentially what's happening. So to further progress that, you have to do more intense things to actually train it, to create a stress, to provide the stimulus and to adapt from it. So basically the goal is we want to turn your muscles and your nervous system because your nervous system plays a huge part to this. Without the nervous system, this doesn't work. And basically we want to turn this into your suspension. So, you know, how many times have you been riding and you hit a big hole and you kind of feel like your body just collapses, your hands might slip off the handlebars, your foot may slip off a peg and, you know, you knew your suspension worked, but it was just such a hard hit that you kind of felt like, you know, your body was going to snap in half or, you know, it's later in the moto and, or the race and there's a ton of breaking bumps and there's a ton of just shock up through your upper body, up through your legs. You could feel it in your back and you feel like your body's just kind of getting thrown around because you're still holding the throttle wide open. You're, uh, you know, chasing down the leaders. You're trying to make, you know, late moto passes. You're still going for it and you just feel your body just getting beaten up the whole time. Well, this, um, training the shock component um, the shock forces to your body is going to help you be more prepared for those moments. So, and you actually get a lot of this through strength too. So by just getting yourself stronger, you're going to help fight with this, but then adding the shock training to it is just really going to just supercharge this whole process for you. And that's really where we're at right now. So, and in, and to be all in fairness, if you're talking about a track athlete or a football player or a rugby player, anybody that uses actually true plyometric, you know, training, um, you know, you actually have to have a certain level of strength just to be able to perform true shock training. So like if you were, you know, if you've never touched a weight and you're really weak and you can barely do a push up, you know, you have to go through this whole period of actually getting strong to handle these forces and actually do something with it. Um, hopefully that makes sense. So strength will just help. Just strength training will help the same things I'm talking about. And then adding the shock training will help 
fire your nervous system even faster. So your switch can kind of turn on and off when you have to like light the muscles up to basically absorb them forces. So you kind of want to think of this as like your compression and your rebound. So the compression on your bike is going to help you absorb the forces. So that's, you know, when your shock is going in or your forks are going in, you know, that's going to determine your compression and then your rebounds, the release. So that's basically what is going on in the shock training. There is your absorbing force and then your producing force for my motocross athletes, all my racers, the, uh, the phases that I really emphasize and which everyone should emphasize, especially at first, no matter what athlete you are in shock training, but I really place a huge emphasis on the, um, absorbing force part. So I want my athletes to be able to absorb force really good. And we don't even go on to doing like true plyometrics for like a little bit with my athletes. We'll do some different variations uh, for different reasonings, but which we can kind of get into later down the road for you guys. But right now I really focus on just teaching them how to absorb force and how to, you know, use their nervous system to turn them on fast so that they can absorb the force, you know, in the gym. And then when they go to the bike, they're already have been prepared and exposed to handling these forces. So what I do is I'll give you two favorite exercises that I have all my racers doing. And the first one, I'll give you one for a lower body and one for an upper body. And if you can just do these two exercises, it's going to help make an impact. You may not feel it right away. But you'll know that your body's going to be much more efficient at absorbing force than without doing these. So for my lower body exercise, what I really like is what we call altitude landings. So basically, you're going to be on an elevated surface. So, you know, this could be like a box jump. That's what we use. And you could be anywhere from 12 inches high up to, I'd say, about 24, 30 inches is probably pushing it. And what you want to do is basically step off of the box. So you'll be on top of it, but you're going to take a step off kind of like if you ever seen like a pirate, like dramatically walking off a plank into like the ocean, how they kind of do that dramatic, like one leg off like that step and they just drop. That's what you're going to want to do with the box with these altitude landings coming off the box. You're going to be on the box. You're going to take a step off and just let your body fall to the ground. But as you're falling, you're going to get put your body into a position just like you would be on your dirt bike, as we would call in the attack position. So you'll take a step off, fall, and then land in the, in your attack position on the bike, or you can call it athletic position. And when you land, you want to land softly, but you want to land stiff as well. So it should be, you know, like you shouldn't really hear your feet smacking off the ground. But when you hit, you shouldn't feel like your hips keep dropping after you fall. Like So as soon as your feet hit the ground boom, you're in place and you're not moving. If you can't do that without like feeling your knees collapse or your hips kind of drop a little bit or your head dropping, then you're, you're doing this from too high of a uh, elevation and you'll have to lower it a little bit until you can get better and keep increasing the intensity by increasing the height that you're dropping. So that's about it. You'll just basically step off, fall, catch yourself, and then stick it for about three seconds to make sure you're in a good position. And then you can stand up and do it again. Uh, for the upper one, it's going to be very similar to the altitude landings. And these are the altitude push-ups. So 
what you're going to do is basically take a push-up position. So wherever your hands would be on the ground uh, for a normal push-up, you're going to place two boxes or two elevated surfaces right to the outside of your hands. And whatever those heights are, they could be anywhere from about 4 inches up to 12 inches probably at the most. You'll start on the outside with your hands elevated. And you'll basically be in a push-up position on these elevated boxes. And then just kind of shift your hands. Just take your hands off the box and you're going to start falling towards the ground. And you'll catch yourself in a push-up position on the normal ground surface. And when you catch yourself in that position, it's the same thing as the altitude landings with the lower body. You want to catch yourself in about where your elbows are about 90 degrees. And you basically just want to just, you know, stop yourself in a, uh, you know, in a manner that, you know, it doesn't allow you to keep dropping once your hands land. So as soon as your hands land, you want to be, you know, stiff, but land soft as well. So your hands will hit, you'll catch yourself, and you'll just stay right in that position and hold for about three seconds. And three seconds, I'm, I'm really saying like a three count. Like you just kind of land, stick, hold it. Okay, I'm good, and then reset. And what's the next part, what's important, in order to really train this from a nervous system standpoint and to really tie your nervous system into firing these muscles the way they need to fire, you know, you want to keep these under 10 reps or less per set. And you could do these for about two to five sets per workout. Um, just by incorporating these into your workout, you're going to help, you know, just your nervous system fire a little more efficiently and help develop, like I said, your body and turn it into its own suspension so that you can basically turn the compression up on your muscles and your, your skeletal system so that, you know, you, your body can actually handle these forces even better um, than just relying on your, uh, your suspension. So this is just taking things, you know, further than just how I'm going to go ride my road bike, get my cardio in, and I'm going to go and do a couple, you know, weight training sets and boom, I'm good to go. So doing things like this is going to help just further advance your career and your performance. Like we're actually going to start taking it to some really high level, um, physical performance training that, you know, is so limited in racing right now that, um, you know, it's just a great opportunity for yourself to give yourself extra tools that a lot of people aren't doing yet or even really aware of. And that, you know, so many other sports have been doing this for years. Uh, you know, just by adding, just being able to train that absorbing the shock is just, it's huge. It really is. Um, and for a lot of parts, it's, you know, I'm going to make a claim right now that I believe will help you be even, uh, you know, stay healthier as well. Um, but yeah, I think this is kind of all I want to cover today. There's a lot more we can get into this. We could talk about plyometrics for days. I kind of want to just give you a brief overview. I wanted to give you two exercises that are great for just training the absorption phase of it. And I don't really want to even get into, you know, there, there's different versions like depth jumps and reactive hurdle jumps and things where, you know, when you land, you have to create this force, this shock, and quickly be able to reverse into um, producing force from it. And that's really what the true shock training is. Uh, for this episode, though, I just wanted to really give you, like, the one part of it 
because if you just do that one part as a racer, it's going to help make an impact on your performance. And for right now, that's what I see as most important. Later down the road, though, we're going to get into some more technical plyometric stuff for you guys to give you even some more tools. But for now, just work on these altitude landings, work on altitude push-ups. And, uh, yeah, you guys will definitely see a nice benefit. And you'll just see it definitely even in training. And then when you go out to ride, you're, you're going to feel a lot more stable on the bike. And later in the motos, because you're more stable, even when you start getting tired, you're still going to have these abilities to kick in to help get you through the motos and keep pushing to the finish. So until, until next time, if you're listening to this right now, stay safe with the coronavirus. If you're listening to this years from now, um, yeah, while I'm not sure what you were doing during the coronavirus, but I was down in my basement knocking out some podcasts. So until next one, catch you guys later. Be safe. Keep uh, trying to get out there with the social distancing and riding your bikes. All right. Later.